No choking on ice motor. That's not good. The nice thing about choking on ice is it's temporary. Oh, right. Hopefully you melt the ice before you die. If not, well, that's sad. All that good. What are we drinking first? Vidmir Hefeweizen. Vidmir Hefeweizen. I think it's because that was one that came out of the cold case. At our, at our local. Got a new t-shirt. Got something to fidget with. <sighs> and got a beer. We couldn't be happier. Vita Bene. Vita Bene. I don't know what that means. I think it's life is good, but any Italian listener can correct me on that. If it was in front of me, I would actually butcher the word. So the... Uh, Rumor has it uh, we're headed into another heat wave because it must be summer here. Mm. Yeah, but what happened to coldest summer I ever spent was the winter I spent in San Francisco. Well, that's the space between the heat waves. Right. We have to be prepared for not only 85-degree weather, but for 55-degree weather. I'm all about 55-degree weather. Uh, I like it about 68. Actually, as they, they say in the other part of the world, 20. 20. Yes, 20. 20 seems to be about the optimum temperature. Yesterday it was 19. 19. <laughs> that's Retha Franklin. Hey, Kate. Uh, we got baseball. We got Giants Dodgers happening about 2,000 feet from us. We're watching some tennis. I'm wearing my Radeberger okay, soccer so shirt. We have to do this first and then what? we're going to come back to tennis, okay? What? You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all the things that are safe that you might take to your summer party. The best thing about beer school is... The homework! The homework is beer. And I do believe that that is the incentive to listen to the show. Other than... Homework? The homework. I could see that. Yeah. So we Or having little friends on your iPod named John and Motor. <laughs> I'm on the iPod. <laughs> Actually, I'm on a lot of iPods. I know somebody who has a Zune. Oh, that's right. Somebody listens to us on a Zune. They were writing in and saying, uh, hey, I listen to you guys on a Zune. I'm like, wow, it works. That's cool. Sweet. <clears throat> So anyway, about tennis. About tennis. About tennis. I'll understand how this game is scored. Because it goes in, it's it's like tied up, then it's love, and then it's tied up, and then it's not tied up, and, and everybody's jumping up and well, down. Well, love is tied up, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, love is tied up. <laughs> I just want to... Love is tied up. I just want to say <laughs> that no pants rhymes with romance. Yes. Sticky sweet romance. fee fi fo fum. Uh, well, you know, there's I'm nothing ri- so fine and nothing so fair. <laughs> <laughs> we're just listening. We were listening to the Limo Maniacs, which is a band from the Berkeley area, circa about 1988. <laughs> that were. Uh, I'm going to tie this all into beer. I'm going someplace <clears throat> with this. You're tying it back up. I'm tying it back up. Limo Maniacs um, were one of the bands that sounded a lot like the Red Hot Chili Peppers when the Red Hot Chili Peppers first came out, and they used to be good. Which is interesting because the Red Hot Chili Peppers came on the scene. Sort of about the same time that Mendocino's Red Tail Ale came on the scene. And I used to really love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And now I think they've sold out and they're crap. <laughs> oh, John's walking over to look at the electronics. It's working. It's working? Yeah, it's working. I, could, I, was, just, I, I was just concerned because I couldn't. It's green and it's really hard to see from right here. It's not easy being green. No, it's not. All right. 
so that was that up. was that was I tied that all up. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of tied up, we're drinking Windmere Hefeweizen. That is true. I think this was one of the very first beers that we had on the show. Probably. I think so. We could go back and look at our 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 beer notes and find out what that was. It exists in a special little place in my heart. How come? Um, coming up in three weeks, it's the Oregon Brewers Festival. Mm. As all of you show fans know, is my favorite beer festival. And this will be, I believe, my either 14th or 15th year going to this beer festival. And back in the day, Widmere was an a, adjacent and part of a little cafe right in downtown Portland. And I remember the first time I had my Widmere Hefeweizen, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most interesting, delicious beer I've ever had. <laughs> and so, they had the little system adjacent to, oh, what was, I don't remember the name of the bakery, but they had really good food. And then the little pub next to the ba- bakery, right with the building that had a salmon bursting out of the side of it by the South Park Blocks. Hmm. I don't know Portland well enough to know where that is or if that salmon is still there. I think the salmon is still there. Everything else has been remodeled. Widmere, when they built their bigger facility across the river, moved on. And I think the same um, the same cafe bakery place still stayed there. Uh, but then everything got remodeled. I watched the, what was it, the 98 Olympics? No, 90, let's see, we're having Olympics this year. Be the 96 Olympics mm. when they tried to blow up uh, the Olympic Park in Atlanta. Uh, we were sitting there late at night <laughs> after say, the festival. Just saying, it's a park. It's really tough to blow up a it's, big it's, park. It's hard to get trees. Uh, I remember sitting there with all my friends and we're like looking over going, oh, something must be happening at the Olympics because they're showing the same shot over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Hmm. That's my hmm. story. All right. Well, here, the, let me the, pass the baton. The premise of today's topic is called safe and safe is talking about the beers that you could take to the summer party, the outdoor gathering, the barbecue on the deck or at the beach or at the park, wherever you're going to go. And these are the beers that you would take for your beer snob friends to try. And as you know, beer snob is somebody who likes just one kind of beer. Uh, there's other people have definitions of what that is, but on beer school, a beer snob is that guy drinks the same beer all the time. Now, Motor's kind of a beer snob. <laughs> no, I'm not. Kind of. I mean, you know, you have, you have your allegiance toward like the beer and you go and get that beer every single time Are you talking about my new beautiful white t-shirt yeah, but we're gonna come we're gonna come <laughs> we're gonna come back to that in a minute um but the idea is is that there there are beers that you can take to the party that are the unexpected the things that will turn on your friends to new tastes and new flavors and uh, new styles of beer. Nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition. No, and no one's going to expect that this Winmer Hefeweizen is so good. Yes. Um, there is a rule, though, that I'm going to say, and that is normally we talk about beers not being served frozen or at 33, you know, 32 degrees ice water kind of thing. Yes. And in this case, every single beer that you take to the party must be on ice. I mean, it has to be cold. Well, it has, especially as we get into some of the other beers uh, that we're going to talk about, because I don't think we have a, a, a sample of them. Uh, some of the more famous, that's what my dad drank beers that come in cans, uh, that, you know, Olier Hams, 
very cold mm-hmm. is a very good beer mm-hmm. when it's hot outside and you're getting a sunburn like I got two days ago now that my face is peeling. <laughs> Remember, kids, you get your worst burn when there is no sun. That's true. Because you, A, think that there's no sun. B, right. um, it's all lit up. It's all evenly scattered. So right. th- there is no uh, shade. There is no behind. It's just ultraviolet. <laughs> there's ultraviolet everywhere. Speaking of... Oh, John's getting love. I am, actually. But... uh since we're beer school, you know, we this is one of the things we're this is our fully interactive show because we don't do it live, but people know when we're doing the show roughly and they'll start sending us messages. You go, hey guys, what are you up to? Uh, we're recording right now and we can text that while we speak because we're multi talented uh, individuals. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is that right. Goes. That is right. Well, yeah, I just, I just went into Shano mode and. So the, texted on my own show. So the uh, so the idea is we're going to talk about beers that we would bring to a picnic or a barbecue or a, a bris or you know maybe a wake uh, in the middle of summer in right. somebody's backyard. <clears throat> why would why am I picking this as our first beer? Well, first off, um, <laughs> I have my reason. Well, no, I'm going to talk about my reason. Okay, okay? and Yours my is reason better than mine. My reason is is that this is. An unex- this is unexpected for people because they look at this and they're like, wow, I can't see through it. Wow, it's really golden. Wow, it tastes really good. And it's all the, these things that, that, you know, it's very unbeer-like. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a non-threatening color. Right. And it's got a non-threatening nose. And when you taste it, though, it's... It's got something to it, but it's not something that's going to knock your pants off. Right. If you're not, if you're, you know, worried about, oh, what's that? Why can't I see yeah. through it? Oh, I can't see through it. Yeah. doesn't taste like I have my x-ray glasses. I can't even see through that uh, beer. Do I, do I need a spoon or you know how many double it? bubble wrappers I had to send in to get these damn things? <laughs> um, you could put a lemon with this and it would be okay. Yes. You could make a shandy out of this and it would taste pretty good. Yes. Or a rattler. Um, although yes. you don't need to, it's 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 fine without the lemon. I, I will say one thing about Widmer Hefeweizen. It um, this right now is about medium through its life. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a very fragile beer. Oh, it is. And when I usually get it when I'm up, when I'm up in Portland at the source because it's absolute nectar. Then this uh, is okay yeah this is sort of the middle and sometimes you get it and it's just sort of like uh, yeah, yeah. and it's a tribute to this beer uh that these guys invented something that isn't really a german hefeweizen mm-hmm. it's sort of an american hefeweizen and they sort of put the stake in the ground for that style we've talked about that before right. and people people really like it even though it sort of has this, it changes over. I don't know how much time, how well, it, how its flavor is. We're going to call it. We're going to call it. The, it has a life. All beer has a life of about a hundred days. Do you know the Greek alphabet? We no. should come up with the letter in the Greek alphabet, would, which would describe a beer's lifespan, and call you know call it like mu or meta. Why, why don't we use the Why pi. don't we use the the Alpha Bravo Foxtrot Sierra? <laughs> November, Romeo, That's, your show. That's a file system on the Mac. <laughs> we could use those letters. So I know, because I know them, right? So this is about a, 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 a um, uh, this is about a, 
We'll work on this. Yeah. We didn't rehearse oh, this probably in the time. I'm like, yeah, the, but this is in the middle of its life. Yeah. I would say, you know, it's probably, well, there's probably a thing on the bottle we could look at. We could. Um, another thing, kids, if you are heeding our advice and going to the world's greatest beer festival ever up in Portland, um, definitely take time to go out to the Widmere Pub in Portland. Uh, you will find that they are not a one-trick pony. Um, sure. This was bottled uh, a month ago. Huh. Um, That's interesting. They're not a one-trick pony. It's not just the Hefeweizen. They make a, a they make an IPA that I'm sort of like eh, on, but they make an amazing range of German beers and a lot of really neat stuff that doesn't seem to make it out of the Portland area, which is fine because we always talk about beers that don't make it out of the San Francisco area. Uh, and they also, every year for the Oregon Brewers Festival, make a really funky beer. I mean, one beer they made a beer with potatoes. Or one year they made a beer with potatoes. Um, wow. That called Uber Tuber. Uber Tuber. Uh, they've, like- done, they've done all sorts of weird stuff. And it works out because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is that you're getting the beer from, just like any going to any brewery, you're getting it as as fresh as it possibly can. And also uh, handled to the brewer's specifications. Yeah. Right, because like you know, we put this in the back seat of the car. Right, that might be that might not. And then I made out with it. Oh no, that was something else. <laughs> you made out. We don't even have the beer that you made out with. Ah, oh, jeez, it's Mickey's. I'll admit it. It's got a big mouth. <laughs> well, and that's so. Um, well, let's see. Are we done talking? Hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> There's other Hefeweizens to try as well. Oh yeah. Um, there's the Sam Adams guys have one, the pyramid, pyramid, the pyramid. um, all the German variations on it. They're yeah. the, a slightly different style. And your local brewery, um, that we don't know about has a Hefeweizen that you can probably get. I used to love 20 tanks Hefeweizen. That's been gone for a long it's time. It's been gone. Come on. It's been closed for eight years. That's not relevant and fresh in today's news, John Holstein Hefeweizen. I love that stuff. Mm. Had a cow. Oh, the Hefeweizen from from uh, Longmont, Colorado, from Left Hand, is really good. So anyway, lots of Hefeweizens to try. Um, yep, it's a funny name, but uh, if you're going to your local brew pub, it's something that is on the lighter, the lighter end of the scale and the more summery end of the scale. I am going to say this: some people won't like it because hmm. it's wheat. It is a traditional wheat beer style. We we saw a, uh, a watermelon Hefeweizen get 40 this morning. <laughs> that was disgusting. Um, <laughs> and Jamie's like... It's the end of the story. <laughs> Jamie's like, um, she's going to serve it. She actually, one of them made it out, though. Made it out. To it wasn't her. as bad as the first one. Well, no, because it still had old beer in it versus yes. the new beer. But it was like, ooh, what's up with that keg? It's it's off. I've never seen anything like quite like that. That looked like homebrew. <laughs> but see that's the thing accidents happen <laughs> that keg might not have been washed it's just a comment that i can't repeat on the air <laughs> it's just running through my <laughs> i put that in my mouth <laughs> yeah that was a pretty that was pretty funny and i think there's only two people that you can say that to and get away with yep and one of them was her but uh no it's hefeweizen you just have the 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 uh 
you leave some yeast in there. It's good for nursing mothers. Yeah. Or is that Guinness? I always forget. No, I, I think know. it's. I think Hefeweizen is good as well. It's good stuff. Drink it. Right. But it is a wheat beer, and a lot of people don't like wheat beers. They think they, they taste off. They also, if the if you're a purist, you may not like it because it doesn't follow the Rheinheitskabut. Well, if you look at, uh, if you look at, it does, sure it does, doesn't it? It's wheat. That's it. It's grain, isn't it? Uh the Germans make wheat beers. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Just testing everybody. I'm testing me. No, I'm testing everybody. Everyone's to... like, that's not true. That's <laughs> wait a minute. Hefeweizen's part of the Reinheits. What are you talking about, you moron? Um I'm like, no, I'm making sure that everybody knows this. Two wheat beers that are not to this style that would fall into our cool, crisp, golden refreshing category are Anchor Summer, that uh, used to be Anchor Wheat, right. and Sierra Nevada wheat, which are both filtered wheat beers. Um, so they're not going to have the cloudiness or the residual flavor that you get from the, the right. uh, yeast. From the yeast. I don't know. Uh, Sierra Wheat is a good is a good beer to mix stuff with. Oh, we've done that, actually. Yeah. The Sierra Summer or the Sierra. There's a couple of var- variations. Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Summer or whatever is a lager. The Sierra Wheat with the red label uh-huh. and says wheat in big letters like pale ale or stout. Right. Uh, that's the clear How filtered one. How can we one. never see that? I see it. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it today. You know, it's only been a year and a half since we said we have to take a road trip to Chico. There's a lot of things we've said we wanted to do. I know. Hey, no show planning on the air. I'm just saying. There's a lot of stuff that we've said that we wanted to do. <laughs> oh, I know what I want to do. What do you want to do? We talked about it in the car on the way over. Oh, yeah. No show planning. Oh, yeah. I want to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> I want to be a ventriloquist. I want to be a psychiatrist. All right, this beer is I want to be a cowboy, oh. baby. That's where the no pants reference came after. Go pick up an old drop top. Yeah. Get drop. me a y- <clears throat> yacht called Chillin' the Most. Gonna <laughs> sail that baby up and down the coast. Chillin' the Most. That's actually a really good name for a yacht. Gonna start an escort service for all the right reasons. Gonna set up the shop at the top of Four Seasons. You know why? Why? Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Where does the drop top vet enter into this? That's the no. It's not drop. It's just a drop top. Just a drop. Not top. a drop. Drop top vet is. Oh, that's Whee! digital. All right, that's digital underground. Yes. Right. This is the other guys. <clears throat> eh. There's um. Wind, speaking of drop top, Winmer yes. makes a beer called Drop, drop top. top Amber. Yeah, drop top. I Amber. have that T-shirt, and uh, it's orange. The T-shirt it is. I don't, the beers. That's one of the. That's another beer that that's. Uh, I think falls into the safe category for no other reason than the name. It's got a dog on the label. It's got a dog on the label, but it also has the word drop top on it, which implies that summertime. You, summertime. You put the tops top down come, on the car. Tops come off. Put the top down on the car. I feel sorry for all these people who buy these fancy cars with the automated uh, convertible tops. Yeah. You know, the most fun is making sure your top's clipped on or clipped off when you got to go for go for your ride. Yeah. There's a little bit of um, uh, Still prepar- a ro- preparation and, you know, getting ready for the ride. It's the romance of motoring. Exactly. If you just have the button, it goes... Although I'm fascinated watching those things work. Well, it is absolutely fascinating. Don't get me wrong. My, my grandfather... The last car my grandfather had was and i want to say it was metallic purple because that's how i remember it as a kid but it was a long time ago it was a 1968 uh uh oldsmobile delta 88 
convertible. Wow, that would be fun. Yeah. And I remember Talk about it, drop top. it had like a motorized a motorized top and like everything was motorized back when cars didn't have motorized parts. Right. And it was probably a five horsepower electric motor that rolled the window up and down. Right. right. And it used five watt or five amps of, of electricity. Yeah. If like you rolled the bit, window up while the engine wasn't on, you killed the battery. Yeah. <laughs> the ammeter's just when it, when the engine's on, it's just going thick and you hear the car go. Uh, Yes. To power that stupid electric motor. Yep. Talk about hybrid technology back before its day. It's true. Although used a 350 to power the windows. Yep. We had a, we had a 350 Oldsmobile. That's what the car I learned to drive on. See, I, don't, I, I don't have a car now because I live in the city. I rent one when I need one. But all the cars I've ever had... Well, no. My, my first real car was a little Fiat Spider, which... Uh, you know, even if it was a, a horribly inefficient engine, the engine was the size of a loaf of bread, of like Wonder Bread. So, you know, how much gas could that thing actually use? Um, besides that, I learned to drive in a 350 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Ah. And then I had a, you know, the total boy high school car, a red 68 Mustang. So I'm, <laughs> I'm used to how those cars handle, which they don't handle that well. You know how to break the back wheels loose, though, and give your friends a thrill. There you go. Dankeschön. Very nice. So I'm happy we had this um, the discussion about what, what our next beer was going to be at the, at the bar. And um, it turns out this is covered in the, the newest issue of The Celebrator. They did a blind tasting of all of the Pilsner styles. Uh-huh. And um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> the the two best the two beers that we've that we've gone on and on and on about uh Trumer and Radeberger were their number 1 and 2 picks. Yes. So cheers uh, to that. Cheers to that. Both uh, beer school award winners too. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had any part of that or if they they knew of that. So uh this was left over from before. This, this probably, one's this one's a slight bit skunked. Yeah. It's bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's no, it's, 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 just, it's crispy and refreshing following the uh, following following the the Widmere. But yeah, definitely, it's it's got a little bit skunk because yeah. Trumer uses this the green, green glass. Bottle. So this is this is the I'm going to say this, this is the first time I've uh, not enjoyed a Trumer. I don't think it's bad. It's just it's as just soon as got, I do it, I do. Yeah, it's no, like it's got it's been light struck. Yes, um, that's probably not a good place way to store that beer. So. Um, but anyway, the the point of the of bringing this beer up is that we love it. People who uh, normally enjoy Budweiser or Bud Light or Miller Light or basically the lawnmower beers as their primary beers are going to find that this beer is to their to their palate. Yes, this is you're back to the classic Pilsner style, which should be totally non threatening. Uh, unless it's Lagunitas Pilsner, to uh, people who uh, don't venture away from gas station right. beer, and I only say I only call out Lagunitas Pilsner because they have a very very big and robust Pilsner. Oh, it's a lot of hops in it. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a very good beer, but but it's, it's got not. enough hops that it will intimidate people if you don't ease them into it. Right. But uh, Trimmer Pils, I can't say enough nice things about it. Except it should be in cans. Yeah, it should be in cans because then it won't get light struck. Yeah, and then uh, I like Radeberger too. Do we get to talk about my, my so yeah, my, but we're just gonna 
go down the list a little bit. Well, there's also Pilsner Urquell. Yes. Which on their on the Celebrator rating was like the middle of the road. Check Far. Check Far. Uh, uh, Budvar. Spot and Pills. I think that's the only ones that I can remember. I'm sure that uh, there's some good breweries not here, but I've been to places Midwestern-ish mm-hmm. uh, that do really good Pilsners. Uh, but don't drink Stella. Um. <laughs> well, but that's, but, that, but that's in the but that's in the in the style. It's in the style, yes. But Hello, Stella. <laughs> all of your uh, Moriettis, or whatever the Italian beer is, all that sort of stuff is all in this. But no, really, uh, Trumer, Radeberger, uh, Czech Var, uh, Bitburger. Oh, yeah, Bitburger. Bitburger, I've, I enjoy Bitburger. Well, the movie Beer Fest lists them all off as the seven best beers in the world. So if you're looking for a summertime outdoor <laughs> movie to play on the projector in the backyard... Beer, beer fest would be yes. our recommendation anyway. So you're wearing what you consider to be the number one beer. My favorite My, beer. Your favorite beer. How did you get this shirt? This is an interesting story. Because um, like when we sent the awards to Radeberger in Germany, <laughs> we didn't even get a thank you letter back. They, saying, haven't, they haven't written the thank you letter yeah, yet. They don't know how. I, They're I still stunned. They're wondering, what's his loss? What's his loss? Um. I was out screwing around a week and a half ago. I went over and I met a friend for uh, lunch at Triple Rock in Berkeley. Another friend was going to come over, and she was running a little bit late, but her boyfriend came by. And we went over to another pub, to, to Barclays in beautiful Oakland, California. And we were hanging out there drinking beer. And Barclays is a proud, proud supporter of Trumer. Trumer is always on a Barclays. Um, although they were wheeling in a little five gallon keg Radeberger. I was all excited that they were having Radeberger. <laughs> so I got I got my Radeberger and I was all snotty about it like I am with a trimmer. Please put it in a tall, thin glass. Don't put it in an imperial pint glass. And then I just was doing you know, when um uh, it wasn't Scooby Doo, it was Oh no, when Scooby Doo got Snoopy snacks. Remember that? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. That's basically what I do when I get Radeberger. <laughs> and uh just Google Snoopy, Scooby Snacks, I guess. And uh, this guy comes over, and he goes, "So you really like Radeberger?" I'm like, yeah, I love this stuff. This stuff's the best ever. He goes, "Well, I'm the I'm the Northern California rep for Radeberger." He gave me his card, and he went back out and uh, went out to his car, came back, and gave me this shirt. He probably had <clears throat> he probably had that on the bottom. <laughs> you know, so. yeah. If you start with small at the top, yeah, yeah, the shirt was on the bottom <laughs> of the pile because it was you know the the least given out shirt. Yes. And I've got uh, it's Radeberger and soccer, so it's got a soccer ball on the back. Oh, okay. See here. Oh yeah, I just saw the big Radeberger logo. I didn't see the two dudes playing that big yeah. ball. <laughs> They're playing soccer. It's a really big ball. Uh, ACDC wrote that song. <laughs> big balls. Yes, we've got uh, the biggest. So now I've got balls a Radeberger shirt. Of I'm the very ball. excited about it. I, you know what? I couldn't. <laughs> I can't. I saw it. I'm like, wow, that's a really cool shirt. You're going to be drinking in the middle of the day to get these shirts. See, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the overall problem with the beer reps is that we, I never meet them because they're never hanging out. Yeah. It, basically, uh, dusk 
is usually a time if you're going hunting or dawn when you're going to find the animals yeah. and pop them and then take them home and yeah, eat them. Yeah, midday. Uh, I got to tell you that that uh, like 2 to 4 o'clock time, that's when the beer reps are all out. Got it. And they're usually – you can tell the beer rep because they're sitting down at the end of the bar. Yeah. And they usually have the world's most massive daytimer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the beer reps. No, I know what they look like. I just say I never see them. Although yeah. I, did, I did meet uh, – the beer rep for Pilsner Urkel. Ooh. Yeah, she was cute. Ooh. She had a boyfriend, though. Ooh. I'm like, all right, well, you know, both of you can come along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that's the way you roll, John. Well, oh, somebody's going to watch. When I put one and one, somebody's when I put one and one and one together to get three, that's not how I add. <laughs> somebody's going to watch. <laughs> and it's not. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, wow. So let's see. Why else about this beer? Uh, tastes like Budweiser. Uh, it doesn't go, taste it, like Budweiser. It's, no, it's just it's it's in the same palette of, of that. So the person who's really used to drinking Bud or Bud Light will drink this beer and they'll go, "Oh, this is a this is this is working for me." It's like those Epson printer ads. I haven't seen them. That they would do on the radio. It was probably about a year ago, a campaign on the radio, where they would play this little simple tune on like a piano. Mm-hmm. And they go, this is other printers. Oh. And then they would like fully orchestrate it and go, this is Epson. Same oh, thing, right. bud, to, bud to trimmer. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly. like it's all the same notes, but there's a lot more going on with the, uh, with the trimmer. I'll agree with that. They're nice people. They make good beer. And serve, it's local. And you can serve it really cold, and it'll be... To everyone's liking, I would say get it out of the the bottle and into a glass. Yes, but on the barbecue, you're not going to have tall, thin pilsner glasses unless you, unless you, you have bring, fancy friends, unless you bring them out there. So you might not get the whole experience of the beer. All right. Oh, cans. So, cans are sort. John, cans are like the universal container, and it's a shame. It's a shame that so many breweries are so insecure that they're scared to put their beers in cans. Unlike the revolutionary gentlemen, <laughs> the beer guys, should I call them, at, at 21st Amendment Brewery. They, uh, what, is, what is it now? <laughs> Ten days. Ten away. days. I don't well, want to. By the time John gets this posted, cans will be available. No. We'll, have to, <laughs> well I was going to say, if we wait for 30 minutes after we record this, yes. then I can have it posted. Ooh. So I think that's a worthwhile cause. Excellent. So that we can, don't have to do it tomorrow. So um, this is this next beer that we're going to have is in a can. Um, this happens to be Pap's Blue Ribbon Beer. Heineken. Good old PBR. Oh. Now, there's lots of beers in a can that you can take in a can. But the, the, the suggestion comes from Christian, who is now at Iron Springs. He used to be the brewer at Triple Rock. America's oldest original brew pub. Exactly. And he's, his point was, you're going out to the summer party. You, you're going to be playing Frisbee in the sun all day. You want something that... <laughs> not me. No, well, not me either. But <laughs> I'm just saying that, well, I play Frisbee. It's kind of fun. I played horseshoes. 
th- throwing things. You're outside throwing things. You're drunk. You're throwing things. <laughs> goes with goes hand ter- in hand. Goes to the territory. Liberty and apple pie. So drunk and throwing lawn things. Lawnmower beers are always a good idea because you can put them on ice. They can get as cold as possible. Uh, you can foreigner drink- sang that song. Foreigner sang. You're as cold as oh, ice. Yeah. You're willing to sacrifice a can. True. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so it, it's these cans. We've talked about this before. They can go to the beach. They can go to the park, and no one's going to complain to you about the fact that you brought beer in cans because you can't hurt yourself with a broken can unless you make it in the shape of a knife. True. Um, you know, it's just a it, they crush down at the end. It's they're much lighter to tote out. It's a it's a better better deal. Lighter to tote out is a big deal. It is a big deal, especially if you're camping. Yeah, it's like or as I know, like to call it dirt sleeping. Dirt sleeping. <laughs> well, you know, getting hauling all the stuff there is no big deal. But when you're done, you like I just want to go home. Yes. Now, um, I had fun crushing cans uh, with a little kid up in Tahoe, revving a contest. I was better at it than she was. And I, How I, are they being crushed? Uh, with my foot. Oh, so you were doing it the way. Yeah. And I was also crushing them sitting down with my foot. And I pointed out to her I have much more mass. And this is a five-year-old. So I explained, you know. Right. So now you're, you're explaining what mass is. my foot is much bigger. So the can doesn't get out from beneath my foot. Right. And the five-year-old might get toppled over in the process of crushing can. Well, I mean, I could take this can and stand on it right now. If you don't come down with the, if you hesitate with your force, right. it'll still maintain itself. If you don't sort of like rock back and forth. Oh, right. So if you can come right down at the right angle, you smash it nice and flat. And I pointed out, <clears throat> that's what I do. I teach five year olds how to crush cans. Um, if you come straight down on it, when it crushes, it crushes into a circle. And if you don't come straight down on it, it crushes sort into of, an oblong. Yes. True, John. The only thing I teach five-year-olds how to do is eat ants. Actually, they have to be a little bit younger than five. But <laughs> And when you're sitting around drinking PBR, it might be a good thing to do. Eat ants? Eat ants. Eat no, ants. teach children teach, to eat ants. Right. Well, you know how to – it's really easy to do because it's a sleight of hand thing, right? You pick up – you lick your finger. You put it on the ant so that it's like this. Yeah. And then as you go – move your hand up you put your other finger in your mouth i don't like touching ants no you're and then and then you then you can and then after you're done you're like mm, and then you kind of do a flick and the ant disappears right then you go get another ant and then you do this a bunch of times and i'm like mm, ants are good <laughs> and by the time you're not allowed you're not allowed to play with many children i am not no and like so the way the story goes is that you know i'm teaching the little kid how to eat ants and her mother and father later on tell me, okay, that was the most weirdest thing we've ever done because we were watching, we were in the kitchen. She was waiting for breakfast, hanging out, and she was eating ants. And like, Sydney, don't eat ants. Like, John taught me they're good. <laughs> Uncle John said it's fine. So the next time I see her mom, and dad they were 
They, they were they were they, they were much unhappy with the. They uh, poured a bag of ants down your throat and said, "How do you like it? <laughs> exactly. Funny? Ha ha ha!" They're like, "Yeah, just wait till you have kids." I'm like, "Ha ha! You're gonna be waiting a long time." <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, I got to deal with the devil. You know you how have... we all say when hell freezes over? Yeah, yeah. Devil says when motor has kids. <laughs> When motor has kids. <laughs> yeah, when motor has kids, I'll freeze hell. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so PBR. PBR. Well, you know what? It's not a, it's it's an okay beer. And this beer is actually goes back a ways. When we did the this was from the Lawnmower beer collection. Do you know that it will make pregnant women pregnant? <sighs> it's my joke. It says so on the lapel. It's a women should not drink alcoholic beverages because it might cause pregnancy. It's union made. Ooh. We're supposed to comment. And we're, only only 115 years ago, this was the best beer in America. Right. So we're supposed to comment, speaking of, of uh, union made, we're supposed to comment on on Budweiser getting, or Anheuser-Busch getting bought. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. My My theory is that it won't happen because of one thing. The union won't let it happen. I don't know if they have a say in that. I know, but I'm just saying. I, I, I. There may be a symbiotic, symbiotic relationship between the corporation and the beer making in in a way that it's like. Mm, well, if the union, you don't want to do that. Depending on the size of a union's pension, a lot of time unions will take their pensions and assist the company that's in the hostile takeover by investing the employees' pension funds. With the company to keep the company private. Interesting. Um, Employee-owned Budweiser. Right. I don't know. I have an inside band someplace in a beer factory. Um, <laughs> but um, and you have so, you know, so you've pr- had this discussion with with with. No. Uh, I only. <laughs> <laughs> My friend was on the phone with him, and I go, "So have you learned to speak Dutch yet?" <laughs> or Brazilian or Portuguese. 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 I, I just, you know, I look at it and I'm like, wow, I don't even understand why this takeover would even be. It's easy. Our dollar's worth nothing. Well, okay. Yeah, there, the dollar's yeah. worth nothing and they have money that isn't the American peso. And so they go, let's buy them. Let's buy them. All right. Yeah, but wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a, a potentially continuing losing proposition? I mean, like, wouldn't they. No, they have. I mean, it's 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 markets, and to be able to get into this market at a dirt cheap price, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're going to lose money. It means that it costs less to make the product that still sells. Okay, and uh, currencies always turn around at some point. Sure, like when we uh, get rid of the people that have been running our country into the ground for the last couple of years out maybe something will happen and we'll be able to travel back to europe and i can buy model trains again but um or playmobile 16 years 16 years this has been going on no no no. when i first when i when i first went to europe as a grown-up i think it was 2000 and a euro no not a euro when i first went as a grown-up when they had oh when i first went as a grown-up back to germany it was after um they adopted the euro Okay. So whenever that was, a euro was 85 cents. 
and now a euro is like a buck fifty or something. And eighty five cent. The menus look. The, <clears throat> the prices are always like if you go into a restaurant in a big city, you look at it, and you go, that's about or a little bit less what we pay here in San Francisco. And when you go, it's eighty five cents. You go, okay, it's you know it's cheaper than what we have. But especially, I mean, London's been this way for a long time. London is basically American prices, but the currency's worth half half, half as much. Everything's twice. Everything's twice pardon as me, much. twice as expensive. It'll it'll come around. Sure. All right. Well, <clears throat> we should be proud that we have the best attack helicopters anywhere in the world. But our Coast Guard flies the Frenchies. Those red things that Those make red a lot things. of noise? Yeah. Those are hot helicopters. Those are hot helicopters, but they're made by the French. Are they? Yep. Uh. Imagine that there is no helicopter in the United States being manufactured today to the specifications of the United States Coast Guard. Well, that's basically all the military we have in the Bay Area. <laughs> the Coast Guard. <laughs> the Coast Guard. <laughs> what do they do? They pull you over. Have you been drinking with that sailboat? Okay, go ahead. Uh, actually, that can be a big deal depending on the size of your of your vessel we're looking for the nuclear vessel <laughs> hey here, here's Mon to uh, here's to George Takai getting married oh uh, yeah ding <laughs> dong it was, it was George Takai that got married right yeah and he had like all the cool guys from Star Trek at his wedding yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I you know Here's the thing. I didn't. I did not click the link. Uh huh. Did not read the article. Did not look at the pictures because it was just like, that's very nice for you, <laughs> Mister Takai. I don't know who you are, other than a character that you played. And he lives in Berkeley. Oh, he does. Wow. <clears throat> so I, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, okay, uh, some guy got married. <laughs> No, and I treated it just like every other marriage thing that I see where I go, oh, yeah, so those people got married. How nice. Sweet. Although, I, I do have to say, one of the funniest things, about, speaking of Star Trek, one of the funniest things that I've seen all week long was uh, Patrick Stewart is a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how in, in X-Men I, I have these powers? Well, I was thinking about doing this film. What's that I'm writing where I would I would have these powers to make things happen. And I, I would be sitting there and this woman would be coming running down the street and I would make her clothes fall off. <laughs> it's a uh, link that I'm sure will get put up in the show notes. It will. To uh, uh, the last show, the end of the last show of the first season of The Office with Ricky Gervais. And my thing is... It's a probably what five minute clip. Yeah, the funniest the funniest thing comes absolutely at the end. It's of it. very very. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it it's preceded by a, a very long pause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, my dad had big paws. <laughs> oh, this PBR is going straight to my head. How is that possible? I'm pouring it into my mouth. How else is it getting to my head, John? Know. It's not a bad beer. It's been sitting around for months. Straight to the face. <laughs> Straight to the face. Excuse me. Uh, uh, cans. Cans are going to vary by... <laughs> cans are going to vary by region. They played that stupid song like three times yesterday on the AM show. 
Oh, they did? Yes. Although Didn't I'm, listen to the AM show. I was there. Oh, how'd you get it? I was lady sitting Steph. How'd you get an invite? I was lady sitting Steph. Okay. Uh, yes, what were you saying? Johnny? Star Trek, George Takai. Talking about cans, going to the beach. Beach would be nice. Playing frisbee. I don't play frisbee. How about horseshoes? Horseshoes is fun. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Throwing stuff outside. How about wee horseshoes? That sounds oh, good. Oh, yeah. Wee horseshoes. There's a wee right there. Wee! Beer school has a wee and a 40-inch TV. Although, not really. Oh, your half of beer school. <clears throat> yeah, my half of beer school. I have no TV in an Atari 2600. Oh, you're way cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next beer? I was trying to figure out how many oh, how yeah. many how many different devices I would have to go through to run my Atari twenty six hundred on my Mac. <laughs> Two. All I need is that little pluggy thing. Yeah, you need one actually. Uh, an Elgato I would do it. One of my friends bought one of those. I don't think he's done anything with it yet. You should borrow it. I check it out. Because you know I've got I've got I've got all these tapes from uh, Beer Hunter that I need to digitize. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a year ago. Uh, it was a year and a half ago, but nobody's counting. <laughs> wow. Time flies. Time does fly. This is like episode, what, 725? 55 or 6. Cool. Yeah. It's quite so a, this PBR has really slowed us down. I know. Well, it's kind of... How'd that sound? Uh, oh, we're not wearing headphones. No. Poor people. Oh. should be able to slam this. My lizard brain says don't, but I will. No, because I want to get to the next beer. Beer. The next beer is exciting. Exciting and new. And as soon as you open it, I can tell. Oh, no. No, it's not exciting. I know the next one we're doing. I don't know the next one we're doing. Doggy. I got to tell you, out of the uh, the beers that com- people con them, the beers that people con- commonly um, get in cans of the sort of retro beer, Pabst is my least favorite. Um, I enjoy hams and Olympia, but I need to start taking notes on which shops stock which one. Especially Olympia. Olympia is... Uh, I know there's a place by my house somewhere, and it's neither of my most local locals that has Oli. Um, and they sort of go back and forth with who has Oli and who, who has hams. They all came come out of the same pipe, I think. Mm-hmm. They all come out of Ir- Irwindale. Right. I don't think they tell you on the can because they don't have to. No, they don't have to. But um, um, but all the logos are on the side of the Irwindale plant. So as you drive by as you're going to... Podcast Expo and Podcast and Media Expo. There they all are. And every time I drive by, drive by there, the two times, the four times that I've done that, I'm like, you know, I really should have made a tour appointment. Use my powers for of of uh, beer school for, you know, a tour. This is not the original pale ale. It's not brewed in far away 1993 in the back of the old house of Richard's building. In the west of in the West Marin Hammond of Forest Knolls, right next to Little Lagunitas, it is way better. Back then, the beer tasted like. (laughs) 
Okay. Back then, the beer tasted like broccoli and kerosene, and the carbonation ate right through, drained your your stomach into your gut. So what they're saying, this is the new and improved Lagunitas. But this is the Dogtown Pale Ale. But this is the new and the new and improved version. Yes. So because uh, it doesn't taste like broccoli and kerosene. No, it does not. I like broccoli. I like broccoli, but I don't like kerosene. Interesting. It's got a very very rich color to it. All right. So why are we? Why am I? Why? Why are we recommending a pale ale to take to the party as the last as our last beer? I don't know, John. Well, Why the, are we? the the idea is, and this goes back to beer school, the very first show, and we talked about pale ales as being a. Uh, it's not too hoppy. It's not too sweet. It's not you know. It's kind of like right in the middle of all of these, what we're going to call craft beers. Um, there's a ton of different pale ales. So there's everything from Sierra Nevada to the original one, Bass Ale. In fact, every brewery around the country makes a pale ale. It's kind of like the rite of passage for a brewer to get right. The style is really specific. So in order to be a pale ale, it's got to be a certain color. It has to be between a certain range of alcohol. And uh, it can't um, – you just don't find – you don't find the style being over the top. Okay. So um, – <clears throat> One of the things, one we're you know in the in the theme of safe. If I'm going to a party that's in the the Bay Area, guess what I'm taking? A uh, Bart. I'm taking Bart. Yeah. Well, if if Bart will get me there, right? I'm uh, so funny. <laughs> I'm great. G R A T. Great. Where am I gonna? All right, I got a burp. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry about that. You take this because you want to slap the kids around the head and go, try something. Yeah. It's, not try that, something. it's not that scary. Right. It's like when you're a little kid and you're trying to get your friends on the roller coaster. Right. It's not that, not scary. that scary. You'll have fun. Right. It looks uh, scary. But no, you'll it, have fun. It's the safe beer because everybody knows what a pale... Damn, that smells good. Everybody knows what a pale tastes like. This is better than Thursday Sundays. Yeah, I know. This is really a good beer. <laughs> so I had this the other day um, and I was like, wow, when did... Lagunitas, when did Lagunitas Pale Ale get this good? And uh, you might have drunk, you've, you might have uh, watched my drunk Twitters the day that I did this. Was um, that the day nothing made any sense? That was the day nothing made any sense. No, okay. we were coming, we went over to, uh, we went over to Marin Brewing Company. <laughs> Glenn and I, we took the ferry, not that ferry, we took the boat over there. And... Um, it dropped us off. We had lunch. We flirted with the fabulous April. Oh. And who was like, how come I know you? I'm like, because. Uh, well, I might be John Foster of Beer School. <laughs> She's like, no, from the. Did you hear this voice? From me, this, uh, from this podcast. No. Hey, what's next weekend? Oh, this is fun. Speaking <laughs> of Marine <laughs> Company. So I'm just going to finish up the story. So the whole time I'm the whole time I'm documenting the trip, the day off, the day off trip on the Twitter, and the Twitter's got more and more and more drunken as uh, the day went on. So what would your Twitter handle be? Just just John Foster, John Foster smashed together, no spaces, and uh, it's with an H, so J O H N. 
Okay. And there you go. Uh, I know that some other places, some other, like the Brewing Network. Yes. They have a Twitter. Um, and uh, they, are, they are the Brewing Network. No dot com or any of that. Just that. No, they... They are just Brewing Network. Oh, it is just Brewing. It's not for thought. Twitter. Okay, no. so it's just Brewing Network. The most useful one I found. Oh, this is awesome. Tornado Twitters, and all they Twitter is what cake went on, and what cake went off. Yeah. So you know what beers are on all the time. They Twitter when they change the keg. It's pretty cool. <gasps> what? I, this might be too early in the show. I haven't. You know, I'm. I can't get my copy of the schedule here. Uh, since our last recording, I was to Tornado in San Diego. Okay, it's on. It is on. We were talking about Marin Brewing Company. Well, before that, we were talking about you drunk dialing from the Tornado. In San Diego. San Diego. That was a pretty funny bit, though. <laughs> I have to, I have it's to laugh. It's too bright. It's too shiny. It's the too music's not loud enough. <laughs> and there's no stickers. There are no stickers. It's like, what, week two? Three. I'll give them, you know, I'll give them that. No, it, the strange thing was... Uh, the vibe of the people hanging out was the Tornado vibe. So they got it right, and they're going to be getting it all together. And we all said, Ian and I had a discussion. I said, well, you know, the one, and I was sort of kidding. You know, you know the one thing you're missing? You are missing my favorite beer from Tornado. He's like, what's that? I'm like, Radeberger. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I've just been talking to the distributor this week to try and get it down here. Cool. Yes. What's the big deal about getting it down there? No distributor. Oh. Radeburger is not widely distributed in this country. If you go to the I thought if you go was, to radebergerusa.com or whatever the website is, it's like here it's Chicago. Like seven, it's like seven places. Boston and Washington DC or something like that. It's it's really not widely distributed. Right. And I had the impression that it was California. Yeah. No, it's not. <clears throat> but it's San Francisco. Yeah, it's not Excuse it's me. not Southern California, as far as I know right now. Maybe they're getting into Southern California, but it's not really Southern California. But I got a shirt. You did. That's awesome. All right. I'm pretty cool. Lagunitas Pale I'm great. G-R-A-T. Great. That's great at beerschool.com. <laughs> Lagunitas Pale. So let's talk about this beer. We talked about why you should take it to your party. Uh, we talked about uh, that you can find it all over. Uh, specific styles to your region, but it's also a very specific beer. So unlike the West Coast IPAs, which are all over the board, some are hoppy, some are sweet, some are sour, some are you know over the top, some are some taste like grapefruit, some taste like tangerine, some smell like pot. You know, it's like it's all over. Pale ale, by comparison to IPA, is not all over the board. Right. Because of the the, beer, the the brewing guidelines for beers, and because of the the great exam, the two great examples of A Sierra and B Bass. Actually, B. No, that's right. B is for Bass. A. a is, no, it's A Sierra. Right. And B right. Bass. Yeah. Okay. B Bass. Right. Um. Sometimes my mind. B just Bizzle. Ri- Bizzle Bass. Sometimes my Bizzle mind Bizzle? just writes this, that stuff. How would Snoop Dogg say bass? I don't know. Okay. He'd say b- b- bass. The Bizzle Bass. The Bizzle Bass. <laughs> 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 
John, what you're trying to say, what, what you're I'm trying, trying to, to say, say is the variation in flavors across the pale ale style are much less than that across the Indian pale ale style right. in the American brewing tradition. Yep. Well, in the brewing tradition. Okay. Because IPA doesn't have an example that's survived since 1876. Okay. Like Bass Ale does. Right. But what you were getting at is pale ale is going to be, you can hand somebody a pale ale and know that it's not going to be completely over the top. Right. You can hand somebody an IPA that could be a mellow IPA. Yeah. Uh, If they're doing the, we're going to try and make an English IPA. Um, But an American IPA can be so far up here while an English pale ale is nice and mellow. I mean, Indian pale ale. The difference between a Bass and Sierra Nevada is not that great as the difference between uh, an English IPA and American IPA. Exactly. That was the point I was trying to make. Thank you. We talked about we talked about how you could actually put pale ale on a table, and you put (laughs) right, and you put Bass ale on one corner, and you put Sierra Nevada on the other. And I'm only using Sierra because. As far as I know, this beer hasn't changed at all since I've been drinking it. And that's the amazing thing about it. Yeah. It's just like the recipe hasn't varied at all. I mean, like you totally know what you're going to get when you when you get a, a six-pack of, of, of Sierra. And I've been literally drinking Sierra Nevada for 25 years now. And it hasn't changed. No. I mean, it's it, it's like I mean, there's a little bit. The only thing about Sierra Nevada way back in the day that differs from now is there used to be more yeast at the bottom of the bottle. Oh uh, well, and the, that was it, right? Um, but no, and, and the label changed slightly when California changed its labeling laws, right? And uh, oh, they also changed from a uh, twist off to a not twist off. See, and so they changed what, from a not twist off to a twist off to a not twist off. But yeah, besides that, right. the, the product in the bottle, flavor wise and everything else, has been consistent for 25 years. Yep. I'm so old. <laughs> anyway. And by 25 it, years, I, if you do the math and you know how old I am, I'm sure I wasn't drinking underage. I just know I, I was having memories or sort of, you sure. know. So anyway, we put the ta- the beers on the table. Sierra goes on this corner. Uh, Bass Ale goes on the other corner. And then you can start to categorize where the other beers are yeah. based on those two. And very, very rarely will something go outside of the – of you know, beyond the corner of the Sierra Nevada. Right. And this beer goes beyond the corner. Does it, John? It does. Well, one thing it's got is, for me, this is a really, really, really nice nose. Yeah. I want to just snuffle up this all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do to the, the, the nose that this beer has. This is also a good example, as I sip, of a brewery saying, you know what? We've got this thing we've made forever. People love it, but we just made it better. Yeah. So you're going to have the better one now. And I don't know if they're getting the whining that other places get when they update something. This is really good. This is really This good. is a good step forward. And I congratulate them for taking that step forward and not making it a new different beer, but saying, 
this is either what we wanted or what we believe now should be our payoff. Or what we've grown into. Yeah. Right. And so do you know specifically what this recipe is? No, John. Why don't you tell me? This <laughs> this is Kill Ugly Radio. Ah! This is that recipe, the beer that would, that I thought was off the hook last year. Yeah. That I sought out everywhere I could and drank it on tap and drank it in bottles. I'm like, this was like, sorry, I was a beer snob for about for about three weeks while it was while it was even around and i was just like ah this beer is awesome well i might have even told him (laughs) ron we love this yeah we really really love this beer thank you and uh and so i did i i made a point to write to to uh the company and say you know thanks for making this beer we sent him a hobby horse we sent him a hobby horse we did. We sent him a hobby horse. This was our. This was our. Point. And our our reward is thank you. We're going to brew it all the time. <laughs> How amazing! You is know, I think if you spin this bottle backwards, it'll say beer school. Really? Yeah. Neato. The bottle no! talk. The bottle talks. Uh, anyway, but no, I congratulate him for saying we've got a beer that we've made for a long time, and now we're going to change it because we think we can do it better. Yeah. Um, oh well. Anyway, from a safe point of view. I think that the Lagunitas Pale Ale is something that's probably not the most safe beer in the whole in the whole of the picks. However, a pale ale is a totally safe beer to take as uh, as as a beer to the party. I would say this is safer than Sierra Nevada. Really? Yeah, Sierra Nevada has always got this sort of bite to well, me. Well, but see, I believe that this beer is on the corner beyond the Sierra. Okay. Why? Because it, of the nose? The nose is because the nose. The nose is better than Sierra Nevada. The nose is way beyond what the Did I mention is. that I just want to yeah. Eskimo kiss the spear the rest of the day? The nose is big and the next thing that I'm really into on this is the way it finishes. It's 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 got the whole grapefruity thing going on. Yeah. There's a lot of hops in this beer. So I mean it's not to style, right? It's not to pale ale style, but I think that it's as we uh, from a I don't want to drink IPAs every single day of my life, although maybe I could. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this beer is 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 like my new go-to beer. Strangely, even though we all know that I love Radeburger more than anything else, if I was dumped on a desert island, yeah, it would be Liberty Ale. Oh, yeah, that's a good beer, too. That was almost <laughs> on the show. I like Liberty As a beer to take because it has... Well, let's see. It's going to be more straw color than this. It's lighter. That's about this color. Liberty's about this color, well, okay, but it's but not, it's a little lighter. It's it's got it's got a lot more hop bite when you taste yeah. it. This is for me. There's there's more malty, and I'm not a big fan of malty. Uh, this has got more malty than than uh, Liberty. But I just I love the, the way nose. It, I love the way it finishes. <laughs> Love the way it finishes. It's kind of a it's a it's kind of a bittery, salty. I don't know, I don't I don't have the words. Thursday underwear. No, not Thursday underwear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a way insider joke. I I like that. Yeah, it's making okay. 
All right. Not to make value judgments, but I would say this beer is 100 times better than PBR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, well, here's this wasn't in the thing long enough. It wasn't cold enough. That's going to be my evaluation of this. Of I'm the not PBR. a fan of the old PBR. Okay. Because well, there's, something about P- there's something sweet about PBR that just rubs me wrong. Okay, so then we should have had the hams instead. We only have one ham. I know, but we could have shared the hams. I have a lot of hams on the fourth. That's a good beer. The hams is a better beer than the PBR, but we didn't have. It's not a better. I wouldn't say it's a better beer. It's a different flavor. All right. Uh, I wouldn't say Budweiser okay, or Coors are better than one another. I'd say they're different flavors. I'm going to say use the wrong word. Sorry. No, I'm because better denotes somebody's more trying to my harder liking. or caring more. Let me just put it this way. Okay, the that's, ham, yeah. The hams is more to my liking. That's what I meant by better yeah. beer. The hams is more to my liking than the PBR. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's the... Uh, I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. The hams is more to my liking. What do we tell four-year-olds? We have to tell ourselves the same thing. What's that? Use your words. Use your words. Use your words wisely. And because... I mean, if there's anything we try to do, we try to point... Even all the beers that we like to harsh on... There's nobody's setting out to make bad beer. Nobody sets out to make bad. Some beer. people might set out to make beer as inexpensively as possible. Uh-huh. And among those beers that are inexpensive as possible, you can still say one of them tastes better than the other. Right. But they're all in the same market. They're in the we're going to produce something that we can sell for you. At, sell to you as little for as little money as possible. Then you can say they're beers that are trying really hard, and you know what. But it, nobody sets out to anybody who sets out to actually do something poorly, unless they're a saboteur, right? Does isn't doing that. So you know it's sort of like. Well, it was like the, it was like the watermelon beer that we saw. The wa- I hate that watermelon. The stuff in cans from Twenty First Amendment. Oh my God! No, I was talking about not no the keg that we saw. I usually vomit in my own mouth to get that taste out of my mouth. Oh wait, oh, I'm reading the wrong card. What, John? <laughs> I gotta take that out. No, you don't. I gotta take. No, that you out. don't. I gotta take that out. <laughs> Sean is gonna kill me if he hears that. He's not gonna kill you. <sighs> He'll kill me. Okay, he's I'm joking. You. I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm willing to take it out. All right, we're leaving it in. <laughs> so what watermelon beer? The watermelon beer that, that we... Okay, so the, the the beginning of the day, we're hanging out at the 21A, eating sandwiches and, and pizza, talking about the show, and the show notes are exactly... The pre-notes are exactly blank. Right. Everybody has grab a blank piece of paper. Oh, the bottom it, of the keg, the 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 yeah. puffy, the puffy, fluffy. Yeah, the keg that went bad. Like, and nothing would fix that beer, except for another keg. Well, I don't know, but I don't understand why they were so afraid of just going and popping that keg and putting a new one on. You don't waste. You know what's? I don't know. I don't know these things. But you just pull that. I mean, it's not going to ruin the keg because it's already on CO two. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I wanted to ask. I'm like, oh, here, it's Jamie. She doesn't want to fix it. Uh, See, I'd cut that out. I can't cut that out. 
Oh, am I not supposed to burp on Mike? Wait, no, oh, can... wait. Let me look at the list on the wall. Yeah, that's on the list. That's on the list. Sorry. You know, say say excuse me. Pardon me. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Sierra Nevada. Lagunitas is pale. And... <laughs> Let's I don't know. That you, I things. don't know that you can get this everywhere. Sorry about that, but... John. I have a question, sir. Uh, a while back, you were at a party at Gordon Beers or some sort of beer release uh, thing. Or this something? was kind of fun. So, and this is actually happening next week. This is kind of cool. So, the do you t- travel in time? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So you were at Gordon Beers. <laughs> it was at Gordon Beers. <laughs> you just go. I was at Gordon Beers. This is happening next week. I'm sorry. <laughs> too much. Oh talk, no, no, no! Too much I'm, Doctor Who for you, John. Uh, yeah, well, that show's over finally. <laughs> Sadly, um, I'm got ahead of myself. There's two parts to my story. Okay, one was I was at Gordon Beers, and the other part is oh, that's next week. Okay, so the first part of the story is I was at Gordon Beers, hanging out <clears throat> with um, the new Summer Fest, and that was spelled S. Excuse me. S O M M E R Fest. So the new Summerfest beer, uh, which has been released at all the breweries, came out and they did uh, they did the tapping. They had a big keg of they had a big keg. You show up, bring they give you a glass, and uh, John Tucci poured beer, and his other brewer helped. I don't remember what his name is. That's not good. So there's a funny story that goes with that, but I can't what? tell it right now. Oh, okay. Do you know you know the other the other no, brewer's name? <laughs> oh, damn. Anyway, so it was kind of fun because you know I walk up and they're like, "John," I'm like you know, they, I get a beer, and I'm pretty sure you got to buy the glass. Uh huh. Like you got to go to the bar and get a glass, and I like that I bypass that step. Sweet. And uh, and then all I was talking with you know Jesse was there and Rob was there and. Um, Peter Watler was there. I don't like him. He's taller than I am. <laughs> He's a tall dude. Um, and uh, I just stood around and talked with them, and I talked with other people, and I gave out a bunch of cards, talked about beer school, and I'm like, why don't I bring CDs to these things to give to people to you know to play to play their things? Or why isn't there an MP3 player that's like three bucks? That I can put an episode on and go, here, listen oh, to this. Memory stick. Like a memory stick, but only has 128K, or excuse me, 128 meg of RAM on it. We just have to talk faster. That has an MP3 player? I would love to have that. Give that to people. You know, have a little beer school insignia card on the side. It's like, listen to the show if you, you know, has a. If you're so inclined. Yeah. Just plug your headphones into it and press play. It'll work, I swear. Just go to the intercom. So, next week, pardon me, is the Gordon Biersch 20th anniversary. Oh, I'm old. Or is it 25? No, it's 20. That's no, 20. It's 20. And uh, there's, <clears throat> there are festivals and dinners and parties going on all week long. So, <laughs> I can't imagine doing this. You, for 300 bucks, you can buy a VIP ticket that gets you yeah. into every party and every brewer's dinner between that's between, happening. Every, between here and San Jose. Yeah, between here and San Jose. And believe me, I thought about buying one. And I'm like, 
Wow. How, wait, hold hold the phone. With that, you need to buy a Caltrain 10-ride ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no way that I would be able to even stand at the end of that. Because GB1, 2, and 3 are right here. Yeah, GB. Well, I'm going to go. I think I want to try to go to uh, the San Francisco the San one. Fr- the San Francisco dinner. I just remember um, I went down with one of my friends to to – Gordon Beerch won in Palo Alto uh-huh. right after it opened in the summer of late spring, summer of 88. And then uh, two of my friends after they graduated college, they did the – I was supposed to do this, but there were circumstances that didn't allow it. Um, the sort of European six-week drunken hostel screw everyone trip – uh, and when they got back, we went down to uh, GB in Palo Alto, uh-huh. and my buddy back from his trip was still like on the high of traveling, and he's all like, oh, I "Just put this on my card." And the server comes back, just, "I'm sorry, sir, sir, there's a problem with your card." He's like, "What? It's maxed out? Here, try this one." <laughs> <laughs> After a debaucherous six weeks in Europe. That's a good thing to do. He's like, yeah, one more one more charge won't kill me. I'm pretty sure I'll never be able to say that I had sex in the Roman Coliseum, and my friend can. Although that's what everybody does at night in the Roman Coliseum. What? Goes you sneak in, in, jump over the fence, and have sex with some other tourist that you've met that day. I want to do that's that. That's what it means to be 21. I want to, I don't think I could jump over the fence. I, and we're past that stage of life, but yeah. It was just well, like, I still want to do that. <laughs> uh Hmm. Or you get to the place on in uh, Mykonos or wherever it is where they break plates while they right. dance and all that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or you buy you buy uh, drinks. You can't do this anymore. They they were there when uh, the Berlin Wall was still up, and they went into East Berlin. And as was common in those days, you had to change like twenty Deutschmarks for useless East German marks. Right, and you go over and you get to go to the you know. The museum that tells you that the wall is a thing to keep fascists out from attacking the people's paradise of East Germany, and then you go to the you go to the pub in the Altstadt, uh, and you they go. We started buying beers, and then we realized as fast as we could buy beers, beers were about a dime each, <laughs> and we'd each cashed about twenty bucks. And so, at the end, we both bought a round for the house and left the rest as a tip. <laughs> went back across the border, got on our bus, and went home. <laughs> bought a round for the house. Oh, to be able to do that someday. Oh, yeah. We can't do that anymore because our country's been running to the ground. But this is not a political show. This is beer school. Right. Where the homework is. The homework is beer. Oh, the homework's beer. The homework is beer. So before before we wrap to the homework or wrap up and do the homework, it's good I you just, caught that because I was about to start wrapping. I want to just say that uh, the Marin Brewing Company's uh, annual breast festival, Susan Komen Breast Cancer Research Fundraiser, better AKA, known as Breast Fest, aka Breast Fest, is July the tenth from twelve o'clock until five o'clock. <sighs> What? You're sighing. You can't go? I can probably go. All right. Because I went last year and it was a blast. I went two years ago and it was a blast. So uh, everybody would just stand around and wait for Vinny to open a really, really, really big bottle. A bomber of something. No, like one of those. No, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, the the five liter whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
He did that last year, and it was pretty cool. All I wanted to do was stand in the shade. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there is that. Um, the I'm thing is, is that the that the festival, out of all the festivals that I've ever been to, this is the most beautiful. Okay. The talent is very, very... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cougars are on the prowl. The not marine just, cougars, not just the marine the, cougars not, come out of the hills. <laughs> it's not just the cougars. It's the... It's the uh, the cougars in training and the. I have, I have a friend, and we were sitting around talking, and she was talking about her, how her mom had just split up with her stepdad, and the, <laughs> that she was starting to dress like her. And she goes, "You can't dress like me, mom. You're 45." I'm like, "Can I have your mom's number?" <laughs> <laughs> your mom's dressed in slutty. She's 45. <laughs> Can give you a real reason to call me daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Ride the ferry over, not that one, the boat over to Marin. And and then when the festival ends, the ferry leaves 35 minutes later. So you have enough time to walk walk from the festival to the ferry. Uh, I think last year we ended up at afterwards we ended up at zeitgeist yeah and i don't remember going home i don't remember going home no oh, maybe i do remember going home i don't know it was a year the ago the night was charming as was rome i um, don't the homework the homework going. is beer it's beer the homework is beer so the the your homework is pretty simple this week your homework is to take beer to the party Hey, what if you don't get invited to parties, John? Well, then you should make your own party and bring the beer. <laughs> but the idea is is that you take something uncommon or something that you know that is – you have to know what your friends like, for one, right? So if they're PBR drinkers, then bring some Pilsners. Okay. If they happen to be um, – uh, Sierra Nevada drinkers, you know they're they're that way. Bring some other kinds of pale ale. Okay. Just like go and get four random six packs and go oh, that one, that one, that one, and bring them along, and then do a tasting while you're there. Because they already know that what that one beer tastes like. There's no reason for them to not want to try those other beers. Okay. Good plan. Good plan. And. uh and send us quahog clams. <laughs> that's the other part of your homework. Send us quahog clams. That's always part. Of, that's extra credit. That's extra credit. Someday the clams are going to show up and I'm be like, oh my gosh, motor, meet me at 21A. Meet me at. And we'll go. We're going to take. Let's see. What do you no, have here? No, no. Actually, we'll go to Eddie's. Ooh, to Henry's. We'll go to Henry's. We'll go to Eddie's and have him make him make the clams for us. Oh, John Foster, my brother. <laughs> You so, brought me clams. That is an honor. Um, can you make the clams for us, Eddie? Of course I'll make your clams. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So that's your homework. Okay. Go to a party, bring beer. Go to a party, bring beer. <laughs> We're, we've got to be the best, best teachers there ever been in terms of our homework assignments. One is go to a party, bring beer. <laughs> well... What, what I mean, like, shouldn't all the homework be go to a party and bring beer? 
or have a party about beer? Yes. And like all the homework is beer. Yes. I mean, that's the best part about beer school. The homework. The homework is beer. God, I'm Pavlovian. How about that? How about that? How about that? All right. Well, uh, changes are in store. I can't reveal any of them. It's though. all very secret. It is very secret. We've got uh, changes. Well, we've got the Breast Fest on July the 10th. We have the Great American Beer Festival in October. But we have before that, the, we have the Oregon Brewers Festival. And I think we're broadcasting live. No. Way. No. Way. I and, can't uh, believe that. Yeah. I can't believe that. I think it's going to cut into my drinking time, John. Uh, no, there's people that will be bringing us beer. They settle on my appearance fee. It's going to be like this. Me and my little, I'm going to be a ventriloquist. Exactly. Your van, your, what your vent, what your ventriloquisting is committed to sitting on your arm. My goal is to be a a ventriloquist for the, uh, Brewers Festival. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think, I think. I'm going to pull that off. I think. The dummy can't know until until the last minute, but I'm going to pull that one off. I think I'm going to pull you over. No, you're not. I think I can't talk. Did that it's, bust you up? It's John? so funny. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to make I'm trying to make a joke about Thursday's panties, but I can't and put it in there. That's why I'm busting up. I can't think. It's so funny. Uh, you can open any of those that you want, but I'm gonna. But I'm gonna do this. So we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is class dismissed from the land of sky blue water. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Ooh, that almost stings my fingers. It's so cold. That's yeah. It should taste about right. Unlike the PBR, which wasn't cold enough. God, can you believe that's the faux pas? Generally, the beer is too cold. You're never going to get to be a cicerone if you can't get your PBR cold enough, John. I don't want to be a cicerone. Uh, I want to be a sommelier. I want to be a cowboy, baby. I want to be a sommelier. Uh, a sommelier. Sommelier is the guy who brings you I wine. I thought it was a Cicerone. I think that no, the Cicerone is the dude who knows beer, right? According to that guy, yeah, right. He's a Cicerone, yeah. But the Sommelier brings you wine, yeah. But if you ask for the Sommelier, yeah, then the beer guy should show up because it means that you're not you don't know how to pronounce Sommelier, <laughs> and that then therefore you're not going to like any of the wine. <sighs> We have a place to, for you to sit right near the restroom. <laughs> Might be nice for you. The Somali-er. No, I met the guy who runs the Somali, or the uh, Cicerone. In San Diego? Yeah. Nice guy. He's really tall, though. I don't like tall people. <clears throat> I don't like people who are taller than me. You know, I, and the, the funniest part was, I just... The homework! No. Oh. I, when I was talking with the guy, I was like, so... I kind of don't understand why you're making the effort to do this. Because I need attention. Pretty much. 
That's what his answer was. And he was kind of he, he had one of those old school radio voices. He kind of talked like this. Hey, let me tell you about what a good beer is going to taste like right now. Because we're going to come out and pour you some of the funnest stuff we got here from all over Northern California. Because it's Sippin' Sunday here at Beer School. Yeah, he kind of had that voice, okay. but he didn't have he. But he didn't have it on when I was talking with him, and I said, "So you used to work in radio, didn't you?" No, I didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about, John? <laughs> like, no, you have that voice, that radio voice, the radio voice. Yeah. Hey. It's after hours. We got a journey double play coming up for you and your special lady. Anyway, you want it. That's the way. What do you think about the new journey? Uh, the new guy sounds just like the old guy. I woke up one morning and it, K Fog's on, and I'm listening, and I'm like, that song sounds a lot like a journey song. It is a journey song. And they come back and go, that's the new journey. Actually, no. I wish I had a voice as cool as Dave Morey. Oh, yeah. He's got a great voice. That or John Miller. Yes. Right now, all of you, uh, we're here working hard doing beer school, and you guys are watching the Game of the Week on what NBC and listening to John Miller. Guy's amazing. We he need never, to get him never, on our he show. Ne- he never wears shoes. Can we get him on the show? Sure, I'll get on that. Okay. I'll put the producer on it. I really want to have John Miller on the show to talk about beer and baseball. Because you know he's into that. You know it. He know, you know he is. You know it. You tell the story. You tell, you the, tell story. the whole damn world this is bear territory. You know it. You tell the story. You tell, <laughs> uh, it's still a couple of months till football season. Never mind. That's the Golden Bears of the University of uh, California. They've almost killed off all the tree sitters. That's good news. <laughs> you know, skinny vegetarian hippies can't last that long without food. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through rocks at the tree sitters. Uh, we got some empty beer bottles. We could throw it at them, and then they could recycle them. They go, that's not recycling! <laughs> like, well, then we'll throw rocks at you. Because then you can throw them. Oh, wait, that's bad. They'll throw them back. No, they just throw poo at people. Like monkeys. They're like monkeys. Uh, that was pretty fun. See, I knew we could pull this one off, John. No notes. Nothing. Just the opposite of Mozart. Too many. Too many notes. Solaria, what do you think we, about Mozart's work? Too, too many, many notes. notes. Too many notes. I remember that. I remember when this place came up, got online. Ah! Weird. Ah! Why are you doing that? I'm not doing that. There's a bird in the room. Weird bird. Ah! That bird is really colorful. It's got red and orange and green and Remember this one? Ah. No, what is that? What animal do you think you are when you make that sound? A lion. What is that? (laughs) I don't remember this recording. You remember that one? No. (laughs) Oh. Hey, kids. We're working on Rockstar Bartender 2 just to put you on notice. Who's our rock star bartender motor? We were, we talked about that last night, John. Oh, yes, we did. We were show planning last night. You were? Yes. I thought I was trying to make the acquaintance of a certain person. You had. Time. We were doing show planning last night. We were night. doing show planning. I took a cab home. I don't remember... 
Oh, Whitney. No. Don't worry. We'll come up with this, John. Okay. This is good. We're really bringing the show to a complete halt. I don't halt. remember doing this. Hey, kid. What do you want to be when you grow up? A cowboy. Give me some sugar tonight. Sugar tonight! Sugar tonight! 